Welcome to the Connection Point Church Podcast. We hope to be an encouragement throughout your week. New episodes are available every Sunday evening and Thursday evening. We also invite you to join us live on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. special service as we embark upon our Thanksgiving uh, week. What a wonderful time of year. Amen. Just love this particular time. I know that oftentimes this time of year uh, can be, can come with mixed emotions. Amen. As uh, it's about this time where we start reflecting on all of the, just the good things that God has done in our lives. And I know sometimes that, that, that can come with just some painful thoughts and some painful uh, emotions, but 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 in all things, uh, we are instructed by the Word of God to give thanks. Amen. We're instructed to be thankful, and even though our life might not be perfect and everything might not be exactly the way we want it to per se, at the end of the day, we serve a good God. Amen. Is that right? Do you know that? Is that right? And the Bible says that because of that, that we, part of our testimony, part of our, uh, just our, our victory in Christ is that we overcome not only by the blood of the Lamb and what Jesus did on Calvary, but we also overcome by the word of our testimony. Amen? Amen. There's victory in just, just sharing what God has done in our lives. And so... And so a couple times a year, uh, we take time to just pause and just stop and get me out of your way from preaching at you and to just hear what God is doing in this church. Amen. And I love this. I love this service. I love these services just to hear the goodness of the Lord, what God is doing just just among the people here at Connection Point Church, among our, our friends and our family. And so and so we have a very special lineup. I was I prayed about this. I just really just 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 excited about what God is 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 doing and so I've, I've asked a handful of of uh, of members here at Connection Point Church just to share for five minutes what God is doing in their in their life or just something that they're thankful for amen and so the very first guest that we're going to have the very first speaker that we're going to have is none other than Levi Burpo uh, Levi a young man not so young anymore uh, just a good young man just a great family and just watched him grow up and uh, I just really just think the hand of God is on his life in a special way I'm so excited about what God is doing in his life, and I'm excited to hear what he has to say. Amen. Can we put our hands together and welcome Levi Burpo? Amen. Amen. God bless you. Well, I want to start by saying, you know, Brother Nolan already introduced me. My name is Levi. Most of you guys know who I am. Um, I want to thank Brother Nolan for letting me speak and asking me to, even though he said he wouldn't ask me again, but he did. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's cool. It's cool. Um, so, first off, I just want to um, take some time to say what I'm thankful for. Um, you know, obvious things like friends and family. You know, God obviously died on the cross for me. He's done so much for me. You know, putting a roof over my head, food in my mouth, you know. The obvious things. Um, but I want to dive a little deeper into my own definition of thankfulness because the, de the dictionary says that thankfulness is the expression of thanks or giving thanks. But I would define thankfulness as giving 
is giving thanks for something undeserved. And this might seem a little odd or untraditional, but I want to take a few minutes and talk about something I think about all of us need to hear. Sometimes the things we go through aren't always what they seem to be. In the Bible, God talks about someone named Job. Job was a man who was amazing. Like, in God's eyes, he was like a golden boy. Everyone loved Job, you know. Job kissed all the babies, shook all the hands. Everyone loved him. Um, but in Job 1.1, we read that um, whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil. So that shows right there. He was a great dude, you know. I love to be his buddy. But, um, uh, sorry. Um, but in the book of Job, it goes through a whole, you know, big long thing about how basically God and, jo and Satan made a deal because Job was so perfect, Job was so amazing that Satan told God, you know, he could turn away from you if you let me, you know, basically bring down his life a little bit. And uh, God said, well, I'll take you in because I don't think that Job would ever turn away from me. Um, so there was a series of events that happened, you know, Satan took all of Job's cattle, his family, his wealth, his land, you know, uh, everyone except for his wife, basically, and his wife still cursed him. But she stayed around because, you know, she was okay, I guess. Um, <laughs> and it says that in all this, Job sinned not, and char nor charged God foolishly. So right there, it says that even through all of this, even through taking all of his land, all of his cattle, basically going from someone everyone loved, someone that was rich, someone that had everything they could ever want in life, to basically having nothing, um, Job still sinned not. Um, but at the end of this, at the end of this, there's a highlight to all this. I know this sounds terrible. It's a terrible story. But it said, And the Lord turned the captivity of Job, and he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. So, you know, he had three cattle before. He had six after. So that's way better than before, even though he had to endure all these things. Um, he said, Now as the devil tested Job, he had every opportunity to give up and turn away from the Lord, but he didn't because he knew God always had his hand in it. God always had a plan. God was going to bring him out of it because God's plan is perfect. God made us, and we never have to worry about, you know, whether he knows what's going on or not. Um, and then in Jeremiah 18, 1 through 6, there's another story, another, like, example. It said, The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold... He wrought a work on the wheels, and the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again another vessel, and seemed good to the potter to make it. And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I not do to, do to you as this potter, said the Lord? Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in mine hand, O house of Israel. So basically what that's saying is, God is like the potter. You know, when you go down to the potter's house, he could have a vessel. He could have anything, something that's broken, something that's cracked, and he's going to make it into something better in the end. It'll be stronger, it'll be more beautiful, everything. But to get to the point of broken to beautiful, it had to be marred a little bit. It had to be broken, it had to be beat down, it had to be remolded into something that was better before. Um, the passage is about a potter. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, um, we all love the outcome of these moldings, but it is the breaking and the valleys and the trials that we should be thankful for because without them, we wouldn't be able to be who God wants us to be and how he, he has a plan for us to be. So next time you're going through something, whether it's sickness or financial situations or anything, be thankful for the trial because without it, there wouldn't be any reward worth going through the trial for.
Amen. And we're thankful God is faithful, right? Amen. Even when we go through, we know that all things work together. Amen. For the good. Amen. Well, we're going we're gonna to move on to our next speaker. Uh, we want to just, uh, just, I just want to say how uh, grateful we are for, for Kelly and for Logan and all that they do here at the church. But Kelly is just such a special young lady, and we stole her from out of state, and we moved her here to, uh, to Connection Point Church, and she has just been such a blessing. And we've gotten the opportunity to get to know her over the years, and I tell you, she's just such a wonderful spirit and attitude, and, and I just, just really wanted to kind of hear what the Lord is doing in her life, and so, Kelly, we want to just say how much we love you. We're so gr- grateful for all that God is doing in your life, and so grateful for you being here with us here in, at Connection Point Church, and so won't you just come on up and, and share what the Lord is doing? Can we put our hands together and welcome Kelly Burpo? Alrighty. Well, I, when he first asked me, I panicked my husband a little bit because he is very much a planner, and he asked me what I was going to write about. I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to get up there and wing it. I have nothing written down. Literally last night, he was like, What are you going to? What are you talking about? And I was like, I don't know yet. I haven't written anything down. He was like, mm, You're going to write something down, right? Like, no. So he gets home this morning from the fire department, and I'm still laying in bed, and he's looking at me like. What, are you not going to get ready either? Like, are we just going in your PJs? And I was like, no, I'm sitting here writing something for you. That way you don't freak out. So I did write something, honey. You're welcome. <laughs> As I was laying in bed this morning, thinking of what I was going to write, a passage came to mind in Philippians 4, 10 and 11. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regret to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am in to be content. This last year has definitely been an absolute whirlwind. Actually, on the 20th, we got married. So it has been a year since I have officially been a burpo. And I cannot thank God enough for putting me in this family. It is something that I've prayed for since the time that I am a little girl, just to have a family that absolutely loves me, adores me, and takes me as one of their own. And I cannot thank them enough for everything they've done for me. Two years ago, when I was in Oklahoma, I had 110% planned on staying in Oklahoma. There was absolutely no way that I was going back to Nebraska at all not happening. And so I started looking for jobs in Texas and Oklahoma, thinking that's where God wanted me to stay. I have a two-year degree in business, and I was like, ah, this will be really easy to get a job. I mean, everywhere is hiring. Right after COVID, they've had to quit, let people go, everything of of the sort. And I figured that I would just get a basic office job until I could either pick up enough horses to be able to sustain myself shoeing, or if I could get a job working underneath a trainer. So I kept applying and applying and applying to Target, Walmart, banks, Barnes and Noble, you name it. I had an application in. I did not care how I was staying in Oklahoma. I was just staying in Oklahoma. And time went on, time went on. They were like, okay, yeah, call us back when you're a little closer to graduating. I had about a month left at this point. Weeks get closer, all right. Call them back. I'm like, hey, I graduate in two weeks. Okay, call us back in a week. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So my last week of graduation comes. Pass all my tests for shoeing school. 
yippee. I start calling all my jobs. I'm like, hey, I graduate on Saturday. They're like, oh, we filled that position. Sorry. I'm like, okay. So I call the next one. Sorry, position filled. Not going to happen. I was like, okay. So in the midst, Logan and I are obviously dating. And the stress of long distance was hard enough. And let alone having to try and find a job. I was trying to find one out there. He was trying to find one out there. And everything for both of us just wasn't happening. And so finally one day, I think he was half joking, he looks at me and he's like, so why don't you come out to Indiana? I was like, I'm not moving from one Midwest state to the other. Like, I'm supposed to be in Oklahoma. No, this is not happening. He kept pushing and pushing. Finally, I was like, okay, whatever. I'll move. Whatever. This is not what I want, but it's better than going back home. So we'll go. And I gave him three stipulations. I said, I need somewhere to park my horse trailer. I need somewhere to make enough money to pay my truck payment, insurance, and a little bit of spending money. I didn't need much. And I need somewhere to bring my horses. I said, it doesn't have to be immediately, but I need somewhere I can bring my horses. It was maybe four days after I told him these things that he had me somewhere to park my horse trailer. He had me a job, and he had me a place to put the horses. So I was like, okay, guess we're going to Indiana. So I packed up everything that I could fit in my eight-foot living quarters of my horse trailer, gave the rest away to anybody and everybody that would take it, and I started, Logan flew out, and I started the 14-hour drive home to Indiana. My grandparents thought I had absolutely lost my mind. Like, at one point in time, they literally asked if I needed to be committed because this was not normal. And I told them, I said, no, this is where it's, I'm supposed to happen. This is, this is God's plan for my life. I just feel like it's, it's where I'm supposed to be. So less than seven months later, Logan asked me to marry him. Five months after that, we were married. And not long after, now we're getting ready to have a big boy. <laughs> but I cannot look back at these last two years and not see the hand of God working through my life. In every situation, every time that I thought, okay, God, I'm not going to be able to make my truck payment this month. I'd clean, the guy I was working for would be like, hey, you want to clean some extra stalls this week? I'm like, yeah, I want to clean some extra stalls, okay. And my truck payment would be paid. Every single time I was like, okay, I don't know how we're going to make it back home fuel tank just stayed where it was supposed to. Every single time that I questioned God on if this is where I was supposed to be, if this is where my home was, he just kept providing. And I can't thank him enough for the journey that he has placed in my life and the path he has put me on, because now I'm in this awesome church. I love all of you dearly. This is the best place ever. My grandparents came last um, a couple weeks ago. And they absolutely loved it. They feel more at peace meeting everybody and seeing that this is really where God has planned for our lives and everything of the sort. So that is what I am most thankful for this year. It is faithful. Amen. Isn't that awesome? all the way from Oklahoma via Nebraska. 
to Indiana, and we are just so thankful that the hand of God is just, he's faithful. When, when, you, when you are where God wants you to be, he's going to make a way. Isn't that, isn't that right? Amen. Now, who would ever thought God would bring us uh, a young lady from, from Nebraska and also our next speaker, a family from Los Angeles, California here, uh, just within the past couple of months. Uh, JC and Anna have uh, uh, come to the Midwest from Los Angeles, California, and uh, moved here to Bargersville. I told him, I think you are the only person in the history of the world that has moved from Los Angeles to Bargersville, Indiana. <clears throat> but I am so thankful that God has done a new thing. Amen. <laughs> And they have a, just a wonderful family, and Anna, just, we just love them, and, and little Liam, and uh, they've been a blessing to our church. And so I just wanted to hear, uh, we just wanted to hear what God is doing in, in JC's life, and you, we see him up here playing, and, and uh, man, I just, I just love this family. And so, JC, if you want to come up and just share what the Lord is doing in your family, let's give JC a round of applause. All right. Praise the Lord. Um, well, like Pastor says, I know my, my name is JC. Goes, you know, I go by JC. My name is Juan Carlos. Uh, well, believe me or not, you know, I'm nervous because you know, I, I'm not. I'm more used to, you know, playing the piano. But every time they tell me I have to speak in front of the Fox, you know, I just get nervous. And uh, I just want to uh, share more than a testimony because I, I feel like it's more a story of my life. Um, I feel like. People, you know, have a good testimonies. People come from outside the church, you know, and convert coming from doing drugs and everything. But I was talking to my wife. I was telling her, I don't know what kind of testimony I can say. I grew up in church and since I was five years old. I'm in church, and I don't even know what to talk about. I was like, man, I'm in church. Just playing the piano, you know, for many years and just seeing how people do miracles and many people that coming from the war, and I was thinking, like, what kind of testimony I can say about it, so it's going to sound more like story of my life, and uh, I grew up in church, and uh, since I was five, like I say, and uh, but God has been moving me from one place to another one without knowing it, and I was in Mexico, and I grew up in a church where um, it was apostolic church, and I uh, I learned how to play the piano there with uh, I always been hanging out with the uh, pastor's kids and and uh so um from Mexico I moved to uh California and keep playing for the church and but I never knew you know what's the purpose of God you know to me just being in church and sometimes you don't feel like there is nothing else but just being in church and some I understand you know pastor kids that just grow and sometimes they go bored you want to test a little bit of the war, but thank God never happened to me because I, I couldn't be in the war right now playing. I got many offers, and uh, being apart from my parents since I was 12, you know, it was hard, and we are young, uh, young dude, you know, and uh, especially in California, you have so many temptations, and I wasn't around my parents, so uh, God keep me in church for so many years, and uh, I never thought that after many years being, you know, uh, in California, I would be in Indiana. So <laughs> here I am, and God moved me from one place to another one. So 
Um, I got married to this beautiful woman here. We we date for probably like three years, two three years, and uh, she was telling me, "Ah, oh, Indiana is better than California." I was like, "Well, I love California, you know." <laughs> You know, especially right now that it's so cold. I'm not used to this cold. <laughs> so it, it, it's freezing here, but I got to get used to the freezing. Uh, but, uh, you know, I love, uh, well, I love summer in, in Indiana. But I mean, like, um, God brought me here. And we, the first time we came uh, from California, uh, I thought we'd make a big mistake because uh, we were we stayed at my wife's uh, mom, and we were sleeping at the at the living room, and I was like, man, we were living good in California. I don't know what I'm, what I'm doing here, you know? <laughs> no job. She, she, she was, uh, you know, like a little stressed out with our baby. And uh, so I was praying, God, God, did I make a mistake? And, you know, you always uh, provide for me, and you say, you know, you're not going to forsake us. And I feel like homeless because the only thing we have, you know, we were at her mom's house. Uh, it was just the car and all that, man. I want to go back to California, you know, living the good life. Uh, God have a different purpose, and and uh, we started visiting churches here in Indiana, and, and of course, you know, I wanted to be in a big church, and uh, and always, I always, uh, it was my my, I don't know, in my thoughts, you know, I want to play in a big church, but God always turned me in a different path, and I was like, man, this is not the way you're supposed to be. So He always bring me to small churches, and. Uh, so we visit this church, and uh, I feel good. And uh, but at first, it's still in my mind, you know, I want to, I want to be in a good, ch- in a big church. But for some reason, God was pulling me this side, and uh, God started opening the doors, and I have a job uh, in Indiana. And it was quick. Many, I hear many people have a hard time, like Kelly, you know, looking for jobs, and and uh, God opened the doors quick, and I have a job, and we got a home here, and uh, and. Uh, Thank you, Pastor Mike and uh, Sister Cindy. You know they they opened the doors for us to be in the church and and letting me play. And I always uh, say, you know, I play for God, and and uh, here I am, you know, and to serve all of you and our pastor in the church. And God bless you, and we love you. I love you, Pastor. And that was it. God bless. Thank you. And we're just going to pray for, for JC during this winter season <laughs> and that he's never allowed to leave Johnson County ever again. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You know, I, I, will, I, I won't say much about this, but Cindy leaned over and I, I meant to mention it. Um, we had been praying specifically for just some, spe- some very specific things. And then and the Saturday before, uh, JC and Anna walked in the door of the church Cindy and I were down in the basement, and we were just talking, and she was just sharing a very specific prayer uh, that was on her heart, and and we just agreed. And I tell you, uh, they have they ha- this family has been an answer to that prayer, Amen. And so we're just thankful for the faithfulness of God, Amen, Amen, Amen. Well, our next speaker is mad at me. Because I I twisted her arm. I said, Leanne, listen, I have a yes or no question for you. And really, the only answer is yes. And so I just, just, you know, I just 
we we love Dan and Leanne uh, so very much. They are absolutely pillars of this church, and uh, they Dan serves on our board, and they are just very much uh, the backbone of this church. Uh, as you know, Dan was the first convert of uh, New Life Apostolic Tabernacle and uh, has been a faithful member ever since, and I can't tell you how many times... Uh, Dan has just given me a word of encouragement and support, uh, and Leanne, and just always just has a pleasant spirit, and is a, is is my my fact checker and spell checker on midweek services on occasion. But but uh, this year they've had some challenges, Amen. And uh, but God has been faithful, and He's continuing to be faithful. And so Leanne, I wondered if you would just if you would just come on up here, and uh, you just share whatever is on your heart. And we are so grateful for, for you and for your faith and your faithfulness. And uh, we love you so very much. And uh, would you just put your hands together and welcome Leanne as she comes. Okay. Um, Doc's got me on meds, some steroids to ease of swelling in my brain, and sometimes my balance is not what it ought to be. But I'm feeling pretty good, so anyway, that's that. Um, my name is Leanne. I'm the old fat lady, gray lady that sits in the corner. I am a total introvert, so I'm, I'm not real, it's not real hard, easy for me to go out and meet and greet, etc. but you can blame him. All right. <coughs> also, my um, allergy meds kicked in, and so I'm kind of drainage. All right, so I have a really we've we our family has got a really good friend group of friends called the Kirks, and Rhonda, one of her favorite sayings are, "What if you woke up tomorrow with just what you thank the Lord for today?" and I was, that hit me this morning. I mean, how can we thank the God for all the things that he's given us? I mean, if you look around, I mean, just, you know, sitting up in bed, you know, there's a good hubby there. There's a, a roof over your head, and it's warm. And, you know, comfy chair over there, blankets, I mean, plenty of clothes to wear. You know, you could, just all the little things that are around you. And that's just the bedroom. You know, and then you you just walk around. I am so thankful. We have a house. It's not fancy. And but it's paid for. So, you know, there's that. And and it's warm and it's my husband's able uh, we've we've had some health issues and if you want to go into the deep dark of that you know, you can buttonhole us later. But um, anyway, we're still able to get around and do, you know, keep the place clean, keep it, you know, keep cook and keep keep it warm on my part. And he's still able to bring in wood for the wood stove and whatnot. Um, but he's a good man. Incredibly good looking, but... You know, I mean, he's. Uh, there are so many men around. I've I've known people with husbands who are real clods. I mean, I'm sorry, that's not very. But 
it's true. And I got a good one. And 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 I've got a good we we we've got had four we've got four grown children and they're all if not all of them are serving the Lord, they're at least decent human beings. And, and then we got one munchkin over there that's 13, and usually he's good. Um, you know, 13 being what it is. But um, I've got a book here, uh, Charles Sturgeon, I, Spurgeon. I, I've been kind of getting into his stuff. We, we homeschool, and my passion are books and artwork and homeschool and whatnot. But Charles Spurgeon said, um, oh, and a few weeks ago in this, this devotion, that to be silent over God's mercies is to incur the guilt of ingratitude. It is to act as basely as the nine lepers. Remember that story? Who got, there were 10 that got healed, only one of them came back to thank the Lord who after they'd been cured of their leprosy, returned not to give thanks unto the healing of the Lord. To forget to praise God is to refuse to benefit ourselves. For praise like prayer is one great means of promoting growth of your spiritual life. So, I don't know. Oh, one more thing. We've been reading The Hiding Place. We do a, a program called Classical Conversations with Isaac. And this, one of the books, the books this month is The Hiding Place by, um, oh crud, Corey Tenboom. Yes, I'm sorry, the brain just went blank. Um, Corey Tenboom. Now Corey Tenboom and her, and her family had been hiding Jews that had been persecuted by the Nazis. And it was, it was an incredibly dangerous thing to do. And they hid they hid them, actually successfully, successfully um, for this, this go-around, the last go-around that they had. Uh, but they got, um, somebody turned them in. They'd been infiltrated by a friend and, and had turned them in. And they got turned into um, the Nazi camps. And um, Rauschhausen, anyway, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get the name here in a minute. But the father died just a few weeks into, in, in, into the captivity because he was, I mean, he was an older man and there were a lot of germs flying around. And he just, he just came down sick and he died. And so it was just Corey and Betsy and they were shuffled from place to place to place. And one of the places they were shuffled, the last one was a dormitory, well, it was a, dorm, it's a dormitory, quote unquote. It was just a big barn with very rough bunks and straw for mattress, and very few blankets. And it was the dead of winter in Germany. You know, go figure, it's cold. And, um, and they walked in, they said, okay, you're sleeping in here, go find you a bunk. So they walked in and they immediately felt something, you know. There were fleas, so many fleas, so many fleas. And um, so um, Betsy says, there's something to be thankful for in this situation. Betsy was always the one that was very, very much spiritual. Okay, Corey was, was more of the practical, you know. She didn't see the stuff that Betsy saw. And so, um, I mean, it was horrible. I mean, there were fleas all over the place. And one day, Betsy said, 
hey, Corey, I know what we can thank God for. What? And Corey, and, and Betsy says, I just overheard, or so-and-so just overheard, one of the, they, they were, had, had been able to find, get a Bible and read and have prayer services and whatnot and teach to the folks. And sometimes those song services got pretty loud, but they wondered why in the world the guards hadn't come in because worshiping anything but Hitler was verboten. Okay? It'll, it'll get you killed. And, but nobody came in. And, and the guards and the guards said, you know, I'm not, somebody had gone in there and had gotten sick or had died or something. There was some reason they needed to go into the dormitory. And, and the guy, the, the guard says, I'm not going in that place. Why? He says, the fleas, black fleas. And Betsy says, oh my goodness, those fleas are protecting us. So, you know, if nothing else, give thanks for the fleas. All right? Thank you. That's awesome. Be thankful for the fleas. Amen. Things that you think are the last thing you want to give God thanks for. You just never know, amen. You just never know. That'll preach, Leanne. I may take that sometime. Amen, amen, amen. Well, we, uh, we have one more speaker, and I um, just want to just say thank you to everyone that has uh, just come up here and shared with us, and, and we never know, you never know, we, we will do this again uh, here in the next few months, and you may be the next one, and so uh, just, uh, just be thinking about what, what fleas may be in your life that you can give thanks for, but, but I want to just uh, introduce Rana at this time. Rana and Steve are just such blessings, and uh, also just pillars of this church. Uh, Rana has just served this church from the, the day we walked in uh, with, with, the, uh, with the deposits and just singing and just, just such a sweet spirit. If you know Rana, you love Rana. I remember when I first got to meet Rana, I just remember just wondering, is she really that sweet or is she like stabbing me in the back when I'm not around? I just can't figure her out. No, but she really is that sweet and uh, she's a wonderful wonderful Christian, and we are so thankful for, for Rana and Steve's back there helping us. And so, uh, Rana, if you want to come and just uh, share what the Lord has put on your heart, and if we could, let's give Rana Snyder a round of applause. Praise the Lord, everyone. Um, so a couple months ago, Brother Mike was talking about having five for five, and I thought, oh, I've already done that, so I'm good. I didn't hear anything. I'm like, yes, he's found other people. So then a few weeks go by, and I get a text from Brother Mike, and he's like, hey, and him and Sister Cindy and I, we were in a group text, he's like, hey, and I, he asked me, I was like, oh, man, I, I text him back, I said, Pastor, you know I can't tell you no. So um, I remember texting Mike, our daughter, and I said, you, guess what, My Brother Mike asked me to do five for five, and I said, I'm boring, like, I don't know what to, she's like, Mom, you got this, it's fine, you can do it, so... Um, after he asked me and I sucked it up, um, I began to pray about what in the world I could possibly speak on. And um, like I, I never heard like a loud, audible voice. And But over time, and Cindy agreed, like she's like, I said, I'll start praying. She's like, oh, we'll, we'll pray with you. So um, 
over time it became evident and um, no audible voice or anything, but the scripture and the messages that kept coming up over and over again was God's faith and faithfulness. And so I'm just here to kind of recap today and remind and encourage us all to just have a little faith. So that's kind of what, what I'm just going to speak to you about today. Um, I'll try to be quick. I talk fast anyway, so there's a lot, so, but it'll, it'll go quick, I promise. So um, on Sunday, the 4th of September, pastor's message, show me thy way. It reminded us that following God requires faith, that God knows where he is leading you to have faith, that I don't know about tomorrow, but I have enough faith to make it through today. When we stop and think about it, the entire 23rd Psalm is a statement of faith. And the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That entire first one through all the six verses is, is totally about having faith, that no matter what's going on or what's around us, that to have faith that he's going to get us through. And brother, or, yeah, brother, I almost said senior. <laughs> That's going back. Brother Noling um, reminded us that our faith is a witness to others and it can bring them closer to Jesus. Um, others that might be going through things and just kind of not being fake or, or anything, but just seeing the faith that you have and not even realizing it can be a testimony and a witness to others. And then on Sunday, um, the 25th of September, pastor preached to us on revival and that in order to be born again, along with belief and confession, we need faith, that there is new life through faith, grace, and obedience to God. So you'll start to see a, a reoccurring theme here. The last few months on Wednesday nights, um, Bro Brother Mike's been preaching to us about the faith of Jesus and knowing Jesus better. And so Wednesday night, the 20th of September, Pastor spoke to us on the um, five pitfalls of faith and that we all have faith, but where are we putting it? Romans 12.3 says, Every man has been given faith in God, for I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. He tells us right there. So on 9.30 and 10.1, everyone here remembers um, our first tent revival. Brother and Sister Noling and the entire church stepped out in faith and did the work it took to hold the first ever tent revival. And again, we stepped out of our comfort and out of our faith. And I know it was way outside of pastor's faith, but we did it. Um, Wednesday night, the 12th of October, pastor told us about Enoch and how Enoch's faith inspired him to walk with God his entire life. Enoch was faithful. In Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. On 10-16, it was a weekend in October, we were on fall break, and so I hadn't been down to visit the newlyweds yet since they've been married, so I was down there for the weekend, and wouldn't you know it, <laughs> at their church on Sunday, their pastor reminded everyone to lean not on their own understandings, that life is hard, that he makes all things beautiful in his time, and he shows up when he's supposed to, believing, and that's what faith is. And then coming back to, again, be pay, I'm sorry, I'm recapping everything, but it just kept hitting over and over. Uh, October 19th, Brother Doug Smith was here, an evangelist. And he came and spoke to us uh, on the subject of ministry of momentum. And he reminded us in Numbers 23:19 that he said it, 
And in 2 Corinthians 4, 7, 9, and he sh didn't he do it? God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and he will do not? Or has he spoken, and he will make it good? And then 2 Corinthians but we have the treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not us. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not be destroyed. Faith, yes, we are, and we will be persecuted, but not forsaken, because Jesus told us. On October 26th, Pastor, on a Wednesday night, Pastor reminded us that the ultimate difference between Cain and Abel was faith. Cain gave leftovers. Faith, or Abel gave first. I don't know about you, but I want to be like Abel. I don't ever want to give God my leftovers. God, or Pastor reminded us that religious teaches us who God is, but faith is a personal relationship with God. Faith is knowing that he is willing. And he also reminded us that by faith, Abel found peace with God, Enoch walked with God, and Noah believed in God and took action, all because of faith. You think about Abel and Enoch and Noah and the men of God that they were, and that's pretty powerful. And then we were reminded in Proverbs 35 that faith should inspire us to make changes in our lives in order to save our family. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. Then the last Sunday in October, Brother Josh Anderson came to visit. His title, his service was Waiting on the Lord. And wouldn't you know, at the very beginning of Brother Anderson's service, he reminded us in 2 Corinthians 5-7 that we walk by faith and not by sight. That Brother Anderson told us that even though we don't see things, does not mean that God is not working. That waiting involves faithful asking and knocking. To be faithful in waiting, waiting is our eternal transformation. Then at this time, I, wasn't, I still wasn't sure last week, but I, I could kind of see where this was going. And then I almost didn't do it because we get to church and pastor's whole message was about faith last weekend. So last Sunday, Brother Mike's message was um, when the manna stops. And his big um, take over that was what I got from it is the, the whole message of the book of Joshua or Joshua's life is God is faithful, that he is provider, and that we're to trust in God in the changing seasons in our lives. So I firmly believe that all of these recent messages are not a coincidence. Again, these were just in the last couple of months. Um, sometimes, uh, sometimes it makes it even more in the crazy and perilous world we live in. You know, it's really easy to say, have faith. You need to have faith. Oh, just have faith. And it makes it hard. You know, life's not easy. But um, if we... In Matthew 8, 26, when um, Jesus reminds us, these are his words about the mustard seed. And he said to them, why are you afraid, O ye of little faith? Then he rose and rebuked the wind and the sea, and there was a great calm. That was back when there was the storm, and they, the 
or no, sorry, that was back when they were, the young person was, had the demon possessed and they could, the disciples couldn't get the demon out and they couldn't understand why. And Jesus walks in, he's like, get out of the way, you guys, you don't have enough faith. And that's the only thing that's keeping you from doing that. Um, many things have come um, against or attacked our family in the last few years. And I only share this with you to be encouraging and to remind you to keep trusting. Keep your faith in him is everything. Although it's definitely not always been easy by us keeping our faith and staying determined that no matter what, we're going to live for God and we're going to put him first. He is always faithful to us and he always does come through. It might not be when we think he should or in the way that our mind processes that he should, but he ultimately never fails us. So I just wanted to be encouraging today and I challenge each of you to have full, complete faith in the Lord. And then he, just remember that he does want what's best for us, and he is always there for us. And then I just thought I would leave you with this, the good news, and all of that is um, the Bible tells us that we don't have to have a whole great amount of faith. We just need a little bit, just a little bit. In Matthew 17, 20, he reminds us that, because of your little faith, for truly I say to you, if you have faith, like a grain of mustard seed, we all know how tiny that is, right? I was going to bring some and pass them around, but five minutes is five minutes. <laughs> um, that, that we can move mountains. And these are Jesus' words because they're in quotes and in the Bible they're in red. That move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. So just to remember through it all, you're going to get through it. Just, you just need a little bit of faith. Thank you. Wow. That is so awesome. That is so awesome. Amen. Ron, I think you need to be preaching a little bit more. That was, that was so good. Stand with me today. How many are just thankful for the, the goodness and the faithfulness of God? If I could have, I want to just play just a little bit. Amen. It's that time and that season, that time of year where we are just reflecting on the the goodness and the kindness of God, and we have had a, just a reoccurring theme through all, throughout all these testimonies that, that God truly is faithful, amen? And even when it seems like, you know, all you can see are the fleas uh, around you and the problems and the challenges, uh, if we are people of faith and we can see that, you know what, I know that even though I see fleas, that God's faithful and all things work together for good, and they're is probably a good reason that God is allowing me to go through what I'm going through. And if I'll just, if I'll be faithful, God will be faithful. Amen. And so I want us just to just, uh, one more time, if we could just, if we could just bow our heads. And I want us just to lift a hand towards heaven. And this week, perhaps more than any other, we're probably going to be.